No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God uses the Assyrians to punish Israel for their disobedience. But because of the king of Assyria's arrogance, the Lord will consume his glory. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. The Bible tells us that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. What is the essence of pride anyway? It is thinking that we are better than someone else. Pride reaches its pinnacle when a person boasts before or against God. That is a recipe for disaster. Didn't we learn this lesson with the Tower of Babel? Nevertheless, every generation has its people who think they can act independently of God and never have to give an account to him. That is Satan's grand deception. Now, one who fell into this pride trap was the king of Assyria. The interesting thing was that he was God's instrument to judge nations, including the nation of Israel. But he boasted against the Lord and did not realize that everything he received was given to him by God. Therefore, because of his arrogance, God's wrath would soon be poured out upon him. Now, as we begin chapter 10 today, God is still speaking to the backslidden leaders of the northern kingdom of Israel. Soon the Assyrians would invade them and take most of them away captive. Verse 1, woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who, who write misfortune, which they have prescribed. God complains against those leaders who wrote unrighteous and unjust laws that in fact harmed the people, to rob the needy of justice and to take what is right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. Their motivation in writing these laws was not to serve God and their countrymen, but to rob the poor, the widows and the fatherless. They consumed the livelihood of the needy to line their own pockets. But God has a special place in his heart for the poor. Therefore, we dare not misjudge or mistreat them. Verse 3, what will you do in the day of punishment and in the desolation which will come from afar? To whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your glory? Without me, they shall bow down among the prisoners and they shall fall among the slain. Israel had been looking to their idols. They had sought the help of the king of Syria and joined with him against the southern kingdom of Judah. But what would become of the ones in whom they placed their trust? They would be swept away by the Assyrian flood that was coming. And what would become of the glory of Samaria, Israel's capital? Many would be slain, and those who survived would become prisoners of the Assyrians. They would be led away captive from the promised land. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. With the last part of chapter 9, this marks a total of four judgments that was coming upon the northern kingdom, also known as Ephraim or Samaria. It just got worse and worse because the people 
stiffen their neck against the Lord. But so grievous was their sin that the Lord's anger would not be turned away from them even still. Verse 5, Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger and the staff in whose hand is my indignation. The word woe can also be translated what sorrow awaits. It was an expression of impending doom. Assyria had been a rod in the Lord's hand. God used this nation as his instrument to discipline other nations, but the king of Assyria had become too big for his britches. I will send him against an ungodly nation and against the people of my wrath. I will give him charge to seize the spoil, to take the prey, and to tread them down like the mire of the streets. Yet he does not mean so, nor does his heart think so, but it is in his heart to destroy and cut off not a few nations. You see, the king of Assyria didn't realize that he was merely God's instrument. It was in his heart to destroy nations, to take the spoil, but he didn't know that that desire came from God. Proverbs 21.1 says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. We must remember that God is sovereign over kings, presidents, prime ministers, governors, and all other rulers. God is able to direct them as he wills. And that's why it is so important for us to pray for our leaders, even those with whom we disagree, especially them. God can use them despite themselves. They may not even realize it, but they are rods in the hand of God until he is through with them. Verse eight, for he says, are not my princes altogether kings? Is not Calno like Carchemish? Is not Hamath like Arpad? Is not Samaria like Damascus? As my hand has found the kingdoms of the idols whose carved images excelled those of Jerusalem and Samaria, as I have done to Samaria and her idols, shall I not do also to Jerusalem and her idols? Assyria had conquered the Aramean cities of Calno, Carchemish, Hamath, and Arpad, also Syria's capital Damascus and Israel's capital Samaria. So Assyria thought that she could easily take on Jerusalem since these other conquered cities had greater gods and more excellent idols than did Jerusalem. The Assyrians thought that Jerusalem therefore could easily be taken. Therefore, it shall come to pass when the Lord has performed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, that he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his haughty looks. You see, the problem was the king of Assyria had exalted himself. And the Bible tells us that whoever exalts himself shall be humbled. Therefore, after God was done with using the king of Assyria, God would humble him for his haughty looks. Psalm 1827 says, For you will save the humble people, but will bring down haughty looks. And Psalm 101.5 says, Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. 
God does not like pride. Verse 13, for he says, by the strength of my hand, I have done it. And by my wisdom, for I am prudent. Also, I have removed the boundaries of the people and have robbed their treasuries. So I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. My hand has found like a nest the riches of the people. And as one gathers eggs that are left, I have gathered all the earth. And there was no one who moved his wing nor opened his mouth with even a peep. You can tell a lot about a person by how many times they use the word I or my, as we see the king of Assyria doing here as he boasted in all that he accomplished. But you know, this same thing happened to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, whom God also used as an instrument. And then one day, as he was looking out over Babylon, he said, is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? And while the word was still in his mouth, a voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. Verse 15, shall the axe boast itself against him who chops with it? Or shall the saw exalt itself against him who saws with it? As if a rod could wield itself against those who lift it up? Or as if a staff could lift up as if it were not wood? So imagine this, you just finished chopping down a tree and the ax says to you, look at the tree I just chopped down. Bet you wish you could do that. <laughs> or what if your chainsaw says, I'm better than you. Look at that tree that I just fell. Can you imagine a rod that would fly out of your hand and turn and strike you? God likened the king of Assyria to a boastful ax or an inanimate staff that lifts itself up against him, his maker. Indeed, it is a great privilege to be used by God. I'll never forget the first time I taught a home Bible study and realized that God was using me to minister to others. It's a wonderful feeling. It's great to know that God is using you. But if I ever forget that it is God working in me and through me and think that I'm something on my own, uh-oh, I'm in deep trouble. We are only useful as long as we humbly abide in Christ and depend upon him because apart from him, we can do nothing. Now, the truth is we all face the constant enemy of our own pride. And if by the Spirit we don't put it to death, it will arise to destroy us. The most gifted person among us is only an instrument in the hand of God. The best we have to give, we have only received as his gift. Therefore, we should be thankful, but never boastful, and always give God the glory rather than take credit ourselves. Verse 16, Therefore the Lord, the Lord of hosts, will send leanness among the fat ones, and under his glory he will kindle a burning like the burning of a fire. So the light of Israel will be for a fire and his holy one for a flame. It will burn and devour his thorns and his briars in one day, and it will consume the glory of his forest and of his fruitful field, both soul and body, and they will be as when a sick man wastes away, 
Then the rest of the trees of his forest will be so few in number that a child may write them. Now, fire is always a symbol of judgment in Scripture, and God would burn the glory of Assyria. He is the light of Israel and Israel's holy one. And the king of Assyria would soon know that he wasn't merely dealing with another nation or idol. He was dealing with God Almighty. God would consume everything he had, all the things in which he had boasted. And his remaining trees, or as some think soldiers, would be so few that a child could count them. In 701 BC, God would send the angel of the Lord who would kill 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. And by 609 BC, the Assyrian Empire would fall to Babylon. Such is the case with those who dare to boast against the very one who gives them life, who gives them talents, who gives them opportunities, and yet they treat God as though he doesn't exist or that they will never give an account to him. How much better for each of us to humble ourselves in the presence of the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. On Monday, we will go back to 1 Kings and see where God raises up three adversaries against King Solomon. Sometimes God allows trouble because our hearts aren't right with God. On Tuesday, we will continue in the book of Isaiah. We hope you'll join us for Simply the Bible. 